Stepping into the front yard, she breathed in the sweet air of baked earth and the fresh green sprouting everywhere in the late morning sun. The smell reminded her of her childhood, when she was a young girl working beside her mother planting summer seedlings. She dreamed that she sat in a well-manicured garden, sipping jasmine tea prepared by a servant, but instead her heart was heavy. She was pregnant again. The uncertainty of the fate of her unborn child was almost too much to bear. She walked into the kitchen and started a fire to cook the few handfuls of rice that had to spread between herself, her husband, and their three growing boys. She hoped Hunkai would be lucky enough to find a few yams to thicken the meal. If not, they would go hungry. It was an all-too-common occurrence these days. She stood in front of the hot stove, stirring the watery gruel, praying to the kitchen god to let her family get by just one more day. A loud cry from the main house startled Wang Oi from her reverie. Hong Kai's mother! Come into the house quickly! Sing Tai called out. I have important news! Wang Oi removed the pot of precious food from the hot stove and ran into the house, drying her hands on her apron. Her husband's eyes danced with an excitement that she hadn't seen in a very long time. What is it? she asked cautiously. Yun Feng has just come home from the Golden Mountain. He came back with a fortune and plans to buy a farm and build a big house. He reached out to hold his wife's hands and pulled her closer. I am happy for him, but what does that have to do with us? She was surprised at his exuberance for someone else's good fortune. She had hoped for some news of food. Wang Oi pulled her hands from him and looked away. He is selling his citizenship papers. We can buy his papers and get away out. I can take Hong Kai to America, Sing Tai exclaimed, astonished at her lack of interest. And where are we getting the money to do that? Citizenship papers cost a fortune. You are dreaming in broad daylight, Wong Oi rolled her eyes, sneering at her impractical husband. Sing Tai stood up a little taller. Yuan Feng is the father of our brother-in-law. I am sure he will let us pay him back after we earn enough money in the Golden Mountain, he reassured his wife. Wong Oi looked out the window to the fields where her little son bent over the ground, digging into the hard earth with a dull spade, and then down at her own rough bare feet. You must talk to him immediately, she said, looking directly at her husband. For the first time in her life she felt she had a chance to pursue her dreams. I haven't told you. But I am with child. If you have the opportunity to go to America, whether it is a boy or a girl, our child will be educated, she said firmly. Sing Tai looked at his wife. Her back was straight, and her feet were planted solidly on the ground. She was a woman accustomed to making decisions with an iron will. Even if it is a girl? Who has ever heard of educating a girl? Sing Tai asked, raising his eyebrows incredulously. Money can only buy us things, but an educated child brings status into our household. I want to be the mother of a person the villagers can look up to, Wang Oi said to her husband. Whatever you wish, I just want to get out of our situation and provide a better life for all of us. I will go to Yun Feng's house tomorrow and see if I can arrange for our passage to America. His papers include one son. I will take Hong Kai with me. If this works out, we must make great offerings to our ancestors and thank them for their blessings. Sing Tai looked at the frayed sleeves of his faded black jacket and nodded appreciatively. Wong Oi walked back to the kitchen with lightness in her steps. 
She put the pot of watery gruel back onto the stove. She didn't care if she would not eat today. She was too hopeful to feel hungry. Mother, am I going on a big ship? Where is the Golden Mountain? Father told me that it takes weeks or months on a big ship to get there, and we have to cross a big ocean. Honkite paused before continuing. What is an ocean? What is it like to be at the Golden Mountain? Is the mountain really made of gold? And we just pry the gold from the mountain and bring it home? He rattled on to his mother as she packed his few pieces of clothing into a small cloth bag. She envisioned her eldest son coming home one day, a handsome guest of the Golden Mountain. He would bring a fortune back to the family, fulfilling his filial duty as the eldest son. Honkai sat on the floor and held on to his mother's legs. It is very far away just to get some gold, he whimpered. I am scared. Stop your crying at once. Don't ask silly questions. Wong Oi stopped folding his clothes and looked at her son sternly. You are the luckiest boy in this village. You get to go with your father to America. Most people pray all of their lives for a chance to go there. And you, my son, are leaving in a few days. I don't want to go. I want to stay here with you. He held onto her legs even tighter. She reached down, held his hands, looking into her young son's eyes, and said, You must learn to do what you are told. You have to take on the responsibility of being the eldest son. Our family relies on you and your father to come home with a better life. I will not hear of your nonsense. Stand up straight and show your backbone. Honkai let go of his mother and stood up. He dried his eyes with the back of his hands and nodded. Wang Oit was pleased that she talked some sense into him. She tried to control her own excitement. She turned to face the window and envisioned a future life of luxury. One morning, while she drank her cup of morning tea, a stranger called Wang Oi's name at the doorway. What is it? How do you know my name? Wang Oi went outside feeling a bit uneasy. Not many strangers came by unless something was important. A letter from America. Are you Mrs. Long Singtai? The stranger asked. Yes. May I have it, please? Wang Oi grabbed it and sent the deliverer away. She opened it carefully and found American dollars folded between two sheets of paper. She held them up and studied their design and color. So this is how American dollars look. I don't have to be envious of my cousin any longer, she murmured happily to herself. She held the bills close to her nose, inhaled deeply, and said, Ah, oh, the smell of the Golden Mountain sure is sweet. She put them carefully away into the inside pocket of her jacket. She needed to exchange the money and find the letter writer to read her letter. It was still early enough to make the morning market. The market was busy. Wang Oi pushed through throngs of shoppers and hawkers as she tried to find the letter writer. The smell of live fish, chicken, and raw meat was heavy, but the scent of cooked dumplings and sweet pastries made Wang Oi a bit hungry. She walked by a stall with tempting tea cakes. She normally tried to avoid looking at them, but with the American dollar safely in her pocket, she felt she could afford to try one. There were baked ones with flaky crusts stuffed with savory meats or sweet coconut and crushed peanuts. Others were steamed and filled with mashed lotus seeds or red beans. There were so many varieties to choose from. Finally, she decided. I would like to have this one, please, she said to the woman behind the stall pointing to the one with soft steamed rice flour filled with a paste made from red dates. 
The woman handed the tea cake to her in a piece of rice paper. Wong Oi took a bite and closed her eyes, savoring the sweet taste of the fragrant dates and the fine texture of the sticky rice flour. She finally found the letter writer. He had on a plain gray Chinese jacket and wide pants and was sitting next to a small table laid out with a black ink pot, a brush leaning on a bamboo brush rest, and rice paper. For a small fee, he wrote and read letters. A chair was placed in front of the table for customers. Wang Oi sat down, showed him the letter, and smiled. I would like you to read this to me. It is from my husband in America, she said proudly. The man nodded without showing any interest and started to read the letter. Dear Honkai's mother, how are you and our children? Our daughter must be walking by now. Our journey to America was arduous. Honkai was sick most of the time on the ship. When we finally got here, we had a difficult time adjusting to the food. I still have much trouble learning the language. Honkai is smart, and he has already learned enough to be enrolled in school. The only trouble with our son is that the children teased him about his long braid. He was miserable. The teacher asked me to cut it off the other day so the children would make less fun of him. I obliged, but Honkai cried for three days straight. He was worried that he now looks like a foreigner with his short hair and won't be able to face his friends and relatives when he comes home. I assured him that he will be the envy of the whole village, but he doesn't believe me. What can you say to a seven-year-old boy? Enclosed is some money. Treat yourself to something nice. I already have made a few payments to Yuan Feng. Our debt is going down. The laundry business is laborious, but at least we make good money. Hong Kai is a good boy. He helps out after school. We work hard, but it will be worth it.